Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, and air source heat pumps. We offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, heat pumps and garden projects. Let's go! Good evening, this is Paul Cooney and you can call Craig Moore, the Rangers legend, along with Peter Grant, ex-Celtic star, they're both with us. 0808 17 17 700. What a show last night. The news came out late on Sunday that Michael had gone. Michael Beale had left the club after, well, a run that just wasn't good enough. What do you think about it? And of course, the attention turns now. Who takes over? We know the interim boss is Stephen Davis alongside Alex Ray and Stephen Smith. But who is going to get the hot seat? And listen, we're just over 24 hours away from Champions League. That music will be playing this time tomorrow night because Celtic will welcome Lazio to town. We're going to speak with Peter and maybe with you about that as well. And we hope to hear from Brendan Rodgers on a day when a Celtic great of the past, Tom Rogic, has retired, age 30. And we'll speak, well, to both of you about that. And who is going to be coming into the hot seat? What do you think? 0808 17 17 700. Craig, you were quite rightly critical of the way it was going at Rangers. What did you make of it when you heard on, well, Saturday night, what did you think after that defeat to Aberdeen? Um, I, I would be really, really honest. I, I felt that it, it had already got to a stage, unfortunately, where uh, it was going to be very, very hard. It, actually, it wasn't going to be possible for Michael Beale to turn it around. Uh, and I think that that uh, that was proven uh, in terms of, uh, again, a, Rangers got off to a really good start in the match and could have easily been two goals up. But just the football gods haven't been with him. The injuries, the result was 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 just too much in terms of uh, him having a future at the football club. I I, I sense that. And and another thing uh, I felt is that look, it's it gets to a stage where I think the club have to protect a manager. And unfortunately, that that also was letting Michael Beale go because if he was to stay, that the poison that would have continued to, to come is not fair on any person yeah. or their family. So Rangers made the right decision um, and now it's it's going to be hard work because we're hearing plenty of names, aren't we, in the, in the first couple of days. Who's your number one choice? <laughs> Look, this is a difficult one for me, yeah. Paul, and, and the reason is um, Kevin Musket's a, a great mate of mine. Yeah. Right now, you're big pals, obviously. Great mates, yep. great mates. So uh, you know, I've been a, I guess, an admirer for a while in mm-hmm. terms of following his work. Um, he, he's gone into Japan. He's done a he's done a wonderful job. Because I think what people don't necessarily understand from over here is, uh, oh, okay, he, he got a squad um, that was Ange's squad, so it was mm-hmm. set, and he, you know, it's just there you go. It's, it's easy. Yep. Peter will know. It's, it's not easy. No. This is a club that. Um, ninth biggest budget, so mid-table budget. Okay. Mid-table budget. He's come in, he's come second. He won the league last season. He won, I think, their equivalent to the Charity Shield okay. Cup this season. Uh, and unfortunately lost to Vissel Kobe uh, last week, which put them four points ahead at the top of the table. He's sitting second, semi-final of a, another cup. He lost. He lost 6-7 players, start, starting players um, that had to be replaced by um, players from within, which which again is is, is normal. Mid-table budget 
punching massively above his weight. Entertaining football, scores goals, teams create. I think is a great option. And could he turn your old club around given that we're now going towards mid-season, uh-huh. you know, transfer windows closed, they spent a bundle of money, uh, there's a squad there. Could he get a tune out of the squad? Uh, look, again, I don't want to go into too much detail okay. in terms of what he could do because there's there's another four, five, six yeah. managers that are being mentioned and I, and I could probably give you the, the same spiel about all those managers uh, in terms of, you know, what they feel as, as if they could do at the football club. Rangers have got a, um, you know, they've got a tough decision to make. Um, they're coming into an international break. Whether or not they, they feel they need to make a, a decision by then or not, um, time will tell. But I think the first few days, it's all the jostling, isn't it? You see all the names. I think it will settle over the next two or three days and you'll start to see mm. some consistency and but, the genuine candidates. But my question is, could Kevin Muscat turn it round? Well, what is turning it around? Okay, win the League Cup, chase Celtic in the league, either overtake them, there's still three games to Mm -hmm. go against each other. I know it's seven points. Um, Well, they have to win the league. Uh Peter? I think whoever gets that, that's what they've got to do. Same question. Yeah, it doesn't matter who gets it. That's what they've got to do. The one thing, I I managed against Kevin and I played against Kevin, you know, so I know how difficult an opponent is. He's really aggressive. You know, I seen him doing one of the, the poorest tackles I've ever seen on Craig Bellamy. Mm-hmm. But believe it or not, it was a real poor tackle. But that was the way he played, and he played in a Millwall team who were all grafters and fighters and demanders, and it was a group of men. So the one thing he could guarantee, he could grab a group of men and demand them, this is what I want. This is what I want to do. I want to be aggressive. I want to be in the front foot. I want to be doing this. And at this moment in time, probably that's what Rangers need. Whether they've got the players capably rolling up their sleeves, I don't know. I don't know the individuals. But it's, it's. I love Graham Potter. If I, you said to me yeah. now, I'd say Graham Potter, because I said that when Bre- um, mm. Ange left Celtic. I said yeah. it would be two. would be Brendan Rodgers and Graham Potter mm. for Celtic. Now I'd say, for me, looking at the names that's getting mentioned, I'd be Graham Potter or Kevin Muscat for Rangers. Right. And they're two different types of animals. Sure. You know, mm. they're, they're two different types of characters as well. Um, and that's the thing for me is... They, there is no doubt whoever comes in next I've got to exactly do what you're asking and for me the one thing if I was the Rangers manager going in I'd be saying right Celtic three times forget the competitions everyone else everybody else we play against we've got to treat them like Brazil because it'll come down to the three games in the league if we can win this league but everybody else we play, we treat them like Brazil because we are the, they're the games we've got to win to make sure that when the Celtic Rangers games come ahead, that we are ready for them and win them and know how to win them. And just just a final thing yeah. uh, on Kevin. Um, people do remember his playing side. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and there were a few times where he, he, he went over the line in regards to challenges and, and yep. certain things. And, and I know for a fact that he has um, huge regrets about those moments in his playing days. But he's absolutely not um, the same person as a manager. He's very yeah. measured. Yeah, I understand uh, yeah. that. That's that uh, not the point. The point no, I make no, is you make sure. No, no, he's a, he's a winner. Yeah, absolutely. He's, that's a, it. he's a winner. And absolutely. He, st- he still will know there's, when there's standards um, that need to be met and they're not being met. Look, he, he knows how to deal with those kind of situations, but he's very measured. He's emotionally very clever when it comes to football. All right, what do you think here in Go Radio? Give us a call. Lots of calls coming in. You know the number now, 0808 17 17 700. Someone I know well spoke with Michael Beale this morning. Michael uh, reached out to this person and 
Michael is not speaking at the moment publicly, uh -huh. but he said he understood the decision. He understands it. It's a results-driven business. Mm -hmm. And we saw what he sent, you know, in the middle of the night, 2.30, yeah. wasn't it? You know, Sunday night, Monday morning, uh, that he said to the, the fans, the club, that he'll always be a Rangers supporter. Yeah. But he understands the decision. I'm sure it's not the decision, clearly, that he wanted, but the word was, he understands it. Results-driven, yeah. didn't win those big the big games I'm sure we'll come back to that in a second or two Gary's on the line because it's Champions League week again and uh, Gary's on a big Celtic fan in the gobbles good evening Gary how are you doing Paul? evening guys evening Hi, Gary. Gary thank you Gary what's your point tonight yeah obviously just to pay homage to the the Wizard of Oz obviously uh, not Craig Moore obviously in the studio but uh, Tom <laughs> Rogic Tom Rogic um, what a player Absolutely phenomenal. Do you know what I mean? You, you talk about you talk about legends. Legends gets bandied about um, quite frequently in football nowadays. You know, when you look at the time he was, uh, the time he was at the club, the trophies he's won. Uh, I think six league titles, five Scottish Cups, five League Cups. Um, you know, from wow. you think about that first goal way back in 2013 uh, away at Inverness to I was there on his his final game against Motherwell. Um, you know, not a dry eye in the house. Yeah. And and totally respect his decision. I I, I, did, I did feel I did feel before I, I I read his kind of statement today that I felt like he might have changed his mind kind of thing. I felt like there could have been another go at it, and I and I kind of wish we we had another go with Rogic to be fair, because I think we we could have gave him another year or two. Well, I, I don't know, Peter. What do you feel? I'm sure you'd have loved it, but sometimes you want to go. Uh, absolutely, yeah. listen. Tip your hat to Thomas because he was a wonderful player and as you say, it tells you enough when the supporters have got the tears in their eyes when their players leaving. There was tears in their eyes just with joy when I was leaving so there's a complete <laughs> difference. <laughs> so, uh, no, but as no. I said, no, 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 no. But, I'm just, but he was a wonderful, wonderful player. He was a match winner and that's what Celtic have always had. They've always had match winners and Thomas was in a, a fantastic side but he was that guy you always felt had that little bit of difference. People would always talk about what he didn't do against the ball but it was so important the areas he picked up to make things happen and to win games. And I think that's an incredible gift to have. You know, I'm really disappointed we lost him so quickly. But as you say, maybe if he'd have went, maybe for the next two years, maybe the different, we're seeing obviously not problems. The, the things that was going off with the pitch that weren't nice for him at that moment in time. Maybe they struggled with performances and then it becomes a different feeling when he's leaving. And you wouldn't have wanted to get that because he'd earned too much respect, he'd done too much and he'd some wonderful, wonderful moments. And they're the things we'll always remember. And now we, all we can wish him is the great success he's had is that, as becoming that father that he's obviously talking about with the two sets of twins, ones he's already got and ones he's expecting. So all we can do is wish him great success with that. And it's for those family reasons. Yeah. And he's now gone public and yeah. that's why he's gone. Because everyone thought that, every, every so often, Craig, we always said, what about Tom Rogic? Remember, where is he? Yeah, why yeah. is he not playing? And yeah. you understand I, it. I met with him three about three months ago, maybe yeah. a little bit yeah. less. I, I caught up with him in London. Um, and I tell you what, only 45 minutes a, an hour. Great, great catch up. Um, look, there was still, um, I guess he was open minded in terms of the the football side of things, but it was very clear then also that uh, it, it had to to be right for the family. Um, so so that kind of stuff. But what a, what an unbelievable player. Seen him obviously as a young lad. He was a futsal player uh, as a young player in Australia, yeah. and and the way that he's 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 made his journey, he's come across, he's done ever so well at Celtic. Spent. What, 10, 10 years? It was at least 10 years. Well, over Gary will know. He's over, got the stats there. Gary, yeah. Over, yeah. over 20 trophies. Yeah. You couldn't meet a nicer guy. Mm. 
one interesting thing he did say when, when I did see him in London, he goes, Maury, he called me Maury, uh -huh. he says, wouldn't mind being an agent one day, he says, that might ah. be something that I'll speak to when I'm okay. finished. Yeah, no, yeah. It, was, it was interesting. Gary, what about that moment in the cup final against Aberdeen? Oh, you know, that's, that's, that's what I was just going to say. Obviously, that moment will we'll probably go down in, in Celtic folklore when you think it was a, it was a really... Because I remember we were kind of... I don't mean we were stumbling towards the end of the season, but, but there was a few games where we kind of thought just mm. just get the result and, and stay invincible kind of thing. And, you know, when you look at that Aberdeen game, I remember Aberdeen had a great chance at one each, and I think it was... Might have been Johnny Hayes that actually... That actually missed a chance, um, funnily enough. But yeah, to to win to win the treble, to win to become invincible in the last minute of the game at Hamden, you know that image of him, the rain pouring down at Hamden. Do you know what I mean, it's, it's an iconic image now. And it kind of became the hallmark of that team under Brendan Rodgers and then Ange Postecoglou. In fact, Neil Lennon did well. I mean, during that run, it was remarkable, wasn't it? And Tom Rogic played a big part in it. Can it understate it in a way, Peter? Would that be fair? He didn't look for the limelight from others as well. But I'm as a person, that's what he came across as, you know, Paul. You know, but from others, but you find out about certain players like that that's the sort of characters they have maybe that's why they're in that relaxed mode and they look that relaxed oh I'm sure there's many things going on in their mind like everything else everybody else but they seem to handle it a little bit different maybe that's what made them that player not as tense in the respect on the pitch he was more of a glider you know where some people obviously play with their hat on their sleeve and sometimes it becomes you're lazy if you don't do this and I think Thomas got that through him a few times and then all of a sudden he'd produce something and people say well You've got to give one and take the other, you know what yeah. I mean? So, But there's no doubt he goes down as a Celtic superstar and a, an incredible team. And Gary, can we bring it to what's going on at the moment? Obviously, a lot of talk about Rangers, who's going to be in next. And I want to ask the three of you, see that moment when Matt O'Reilly scored in the 98th minute. Oh. Could that have changed things for Michael Beale and for Rangers? What's the psychology like if you go in? Now, people say, yeah. hey, it was all going yeah. wrong. But things can change, you know. Yeah. They were still in all competitions. Rangers still are. Yeah. Here's Brendan Rodgers' view. He spoke to Sky afterwards and said, yeah, what a moment that was. What a brilliant win. The late, late show against Motherwell. Yeah, but listen, it was a brilliant win for us. The, uh, I thought we dominated the game. We just needed to have a wee, maybe a bit more quality around the box. You know, we got into a lot of really good areas and some of our play was good up until that and then maybe just missed the, the final pass. Um, and, and give credit to Motherwell because they were deep and, and lots of bodies behind the ball. So we had to to really work it, but the, uh, this club's history is built on fighting right to the end and scored so many late goals over the history and I think it was here we, we won 4-3 before and that was right up there with that, so fantastic win for us and uh, yeah, delighted for the players. Craig, do you feel that that could have made a difference, the psychology of Rangers? On Saturday, I look in, no. in terms of the team or in terms yeah, of the manager yeah. situation. I don't think it was going to make a difference in terms of like a game moments throughout mm. a season and the shift and, and and momentum swing. I mean, to yeah. to score a late goal like that and Celtic do it, and they they've done it for a long period of time consistently, right? And that is a, a great desire and hunger to want to win football matches. So you got to credit Celtic that, um, and at the same time, then Rangers have, have then got to go and react to that. Mm. Wasn't great. Does it not help your team but, talk? Do you not say, sorry, listen, this could be, there'll be, what, two points in it if you win today instead of it now being, what is it, seven points? It was a moment. Peter, have you ever experienced that? Do you think it could have made a difference on the day? Well, I said it at the start of the season, how important it is that you play first. Yeah. You did? Because if you play yeah. first and you've won, there's extra pressure mm -hmm. comes on. 
And I'd like to swing it, put it to the moments you're talking about here when Celtic scored the first goal, never mind the second yeah. goal. When they scored the first goal, sure. it was in the 90 odd minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So when Muller will equalise then, there's a different pressure. If this is his second game, even for the supporters, if it was nil nil even going up to that period of time and you're thinking Rangers have already won there's a different psyche you become more edgy everybody knows the supporters know all the results even though the players may be not be aware but you can tell with the noise around the stadium and that's why I said when I was here with Tony um, we struggled but we always played near enough on a Sunday the Rangers had already played on the Saturday and if they'd won and it, say we were nil nil. 80 minutes there was a different atmosphere to try and get that there was more anxiousness comes for the players because they know they need to get the three points all these things and could you imagine I could only imagine the Rangers fans going along in the buses walking outside the stadium half of them are in the stadium you know Celtic have got the equaliser against them 96 minutes whatever yeah. they're all going crazy yeah. all of a sudden Matt gets that goal sure. See, when you come out onto that pitch, there is a completely different atmosphere. I wasn't there, but you could just sense it. There was a completely different atmosphere. And there's no doubt, if they'd have won the game on Saturday, Michael would have still been in the job, I think, because it's difficult if you've allowed him to stay in the job and he wins a game. But I think the way Aberdeen won the game, because nobody can argue that Aberdeen didn't deserve to win the game. And I think they've not decreed. After the first 30 minutes, like, fair enough, and you could be two or three up, and that's the fine lines. But the next period of the game, Aberdeen won at a canter to be perfect I felt we're looking at yeah. the game and I think that was a deciding factor and once the board I've said many times once the board get in the neck there's really nowhere you're sure. going it shifts back to the absolutely. manager doesn't it absolutely yeah. right away Gary yeah. as a Celtic fan what did you feel about it on Saturday yeah I mean listen I was I was going a bit uh, tonto with the celebration <laughs> in the 98th minute to be fair I thought we'd blew it um, when Blair Spittle scored but mm-hmm. You know, just to touch on what Peter says, I, I, I totally agree. I, I said after the final whistle, that will kill them at Ibrox. That will absolutely deflate the players. It will deflate the fans, um, and it could have a, a massive bearing. If you if you take it back even to Tom Rogic, when you look at, I think it was under Ronnie Dyla, um, Aberdeen were chasing us for the title when Rangers weren't in the league, mm-hmm. and Tom Rogic scored uh, a thunderbolt in the last minute at Rugby Park. Um, mm-hmm. And the exact same thing happened. Aberdeen played at three o'clock and ended up losing the game, uh, which which kind of deflated them. So, yeah, absolutely, it definitely has a has a, a bearing on it. Have you got your ticket for tomorrow night? I, unfortunately, not. I've been trying everything to get. Yeah. Um, to get Peter, tickets any tickets there available? Oh, no, I've got more. Have you got <laughs> Celtic <laughs> Lazio? I've got more. I'm not selling that. I don't think I can uh, fit under the st- turnstile or fit over the turnstile anymore. <laughs> <but. Yeah. laughs> Peter, you're listening to the noise coming out of Rome, you know, with uh, Lazio, where the owner is having a go at the coach because of his comments, or do you bother about this? Oh, you never do. Yeah. But listen, it, it filters down to the players, but not when you're playing. You go on with it and playing. They've got good players. They've got a mobile up front. You know, that's a wee bit of a concern for me because the young centre-backs and whether he's a right top player, international pedigree player, works really, really hard, goal scorer. And that's a concern. You know, it doesn't matter what's going on in the boot. Craig will tell you, we've played... Listen, see when you're no one in games, there's always noise going on about anything, you know? And everybody knows about it nowadays, where yesteryear there was no media, was getting the access, you would hear it once in a blue moon, but now you're hearing it every moment of the day. But players, they just go out there, they know their job, they've got to go out and perform, and it'll be a really difficult game, but I'm really, really looking forward to it, to see how the young boys respond to it, because as a team, you never, if you'd have named the Celtic team, it's going into the Champions League, 
this wouldn't be hit if you understand saying the players that was going to be played. Yeah, yeah, because of the ones that's sure. not available yeah. and whatever, and the ones we've lost. So it'll be interesting to see how these boys respond to a big challenge, and it's a fantastic challenge if you're a player. Craig will tell you these are the games you cannot wait for. I, I think it's a must-win, a must-win game for Celtic. Uh, I know it's only early on, second game in the in the group stages, but. I think it gets harder uh, in terms of the way that the group uh, pans out in terms of the fixtures. I, I think that, that, you know, for Celtic, if if they're not taking three points here, uh, then in terms of progression, uh, you start looking at, well, then it's it's, it's Europa that you're, you're really trying to hold on to. They, they can't lose the game tomorrow night, Paul. I think that's a really, really big match. And I think Celtic are good enough to win. I'll say that, you know, but I think Lazio, what was the goalkeeper, got the equaliser in the 95th yeah. minute against Atletico Madrid, away from home. Not, not too bad a result. Yep. Not too great bad result, a result. Great result. Uh, so they'll be tough. Sure. They'll be tough. They'll be well organised. Mm -hmm. And Celtic will be the ones that will need to ask the questions. I don't think Lazio will be coming here thinking, well, we're going to go and press and attack the game. It's up to Celtic. Gary, yeah. what we're going to be talking about Wednesday then, what do you think will happen? I think, to be fair, uh, this is probably the best possible time we could meet Lazio in, in the state that they're in. Obviously, worst start to the league since, I think, 2007. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I don't think they've... Uh, I think they've they've not lost in the last uh, seven Champions League games, firmly enough, though. So, it, it all kind of points to a draw, in my opinion. I, I do think it'll be a score draw tomorrow. I think it'll be one each because our... Obviously, our home record isn't great. Um, our last win coming in against Anderlecht ironically mm -hmm. Brendan Rodgers was in charge back then Peter well hopefully that's the same with Brendan back in charge yeah. hopefully this is his first one back and get a victory and listen it'll be a really difficult game as they all are you get to the Champions League and you think but as I said when the draw came out your home games are so important you need enough get, need yeah. maximum points and sometimes that's not enough you know and you look mm -hmm. at Atletico the quality they've got throughout their squad Yes, it's a good time, you'd probably say, to get Lazio, but what you've got to make sure is these top players that they've got are capable of being match winners. That's always the difficulty you've always got at this level. You make a mistake at this level, yeah. you will get punished. Well, here's your captain. He's just been speaking. Here's Callum McGregor. Yeah, obviously a really exciting game. Um, start the competition at home tomorrow. Hopefully we can get this place rocking um, by performance on the pitch, the energy that we bring. And uh, hopefully we can have a, a special night. And uh, the home game, just as we were saying, how important it is. Yeah, spot on. Um, I think we, we probably sit here every year and, and try and earmark that the home games are the, are the positive ones where you, you kind of make your mark in the group. But it seems uh, it seems even more important this time around, having, having lost the first game. So if we can get points on the board tomorrow, um, then it gives us a good feeling. You know, you've arrived in the competition and then you mark the rest of the home games to, to try and really push and, and give yourself a chance in the group and you spoke about the record Gary and he says yep yeah. we are due a win yeah yeah absolutely um, like I said that is the the ambition of the club is is to perform better on the, the European stage obviously this is the highest level we've done reasonably well at Europa League level some some decent wins here but you know I think in, in this competition we're certainly due a big performance and, and, and a big sort of statement win like I said, tomorrow night is, is the next opportunity to do that. The the group are, are full of confidence, so you know why can't we make it tomorrow night? And and like you said, that would be a, a brilliant victory, and it would it would certainly set us on our way. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy for the best customer service. Call 0800 233 Let's go. It's the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Listen, thank you for making the switch. <laughs> 
so many of you are with us every evening because that's the way I was speaking the other night on the night out thank you for making that smooch to us uh, we're on from five every evening tonight in the company of Peter Grant and Craig Moore. So James Bisgrove has stayed in Glasgow as Rangers travel to Cyprus for the game with Aris Limassol on Thursday, the Europa League clash for Celtic. We just heard from Callum McGregor there speaking, saying, yep, he knows the team are due a win in Europe. It's a massive game tomorrow night. And the big question on the day when Tom Rogic retires, age 30, uh, Matt O'Reilly, was he the hero of the weekend? He certainly was for Celtic. Uh, Lewis Palma as well. Different kind of goal. I want to ask you about it, Peter, in a moment or two. Did he mean it? Does it matter? And we had Gary there in the first few moments talking about his ambitions for Celtic. Who's it going to be at Rangers? That is the big question. And when will they come in? Uh, James Bisgrove stays at home. I see they're uh, saying online that uh, Frank Lampard is the favourite at the moment. I'm not sure what that means. I don't know if they yeah. know yet. Uh, this time last night with Barry, mm -hmm. nobody seemed to know. I don't think there's anyone nailed down yet, is there? Uh, look, I don't think. I think there's a lot of jostling at the moment in terms of people wanting to to, to present their candidates uh, and then obviously Rangers probably doing their due diligence and work in terms of who they want to, um, you know, have discussions with. Frank Lampard is is someone that I have heard, um, not for the first time, I, I have to say. He was also somebody that uh, I think way back before Steven Gerrard was given the job, I believe um, held some form of discussion with Rangers. Um, didn't take the job at that particular time. Um only he will know the reasons why. Uh, so look, it's, it's not a su surprise to see Frank's name in the in the mix again. Um, Derek McInnes locally is is a name that's been thrown in the uh, in the mix. Obviously, you know you mentioned uh, Graham Potter, and you brought also a good point to the table that mm. who would come with Potter, Peter. You mentioned Billy Reid's Billy Reid's yeah. and Billy's a Rangers man. I'm led to believe anyway. So. He knows what the club's about. Billy was in the Scottish game for a long time, sure. obviously. Legendary Hamilton Ackie. Absolutely, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Some young characters come through from there, the McCarthy's and MacArthur, and all these boys come through at that particular time. And um, they, they, listen, and done wonderful job. Let's not be kidded. Uh, it was a difficult one, the Chelsea one for them. You know, it was difficult for them again there to try and change all that around. And the amount of players you had, you've nearly got four teams that used to be, you try to think two teams were hard enough to look after, yeah. he nearly four, you know, and trying to balance that, getting in with a new group, and that's a young coach, mm. you know, and trying to implement a way, a plane, and win at the same time, you know, so that's the difficulty, the difference is up here, you know for the day one you come in, you have to win, yeah, yeah. so you know that, you've got to work for the winning to everything else, building everything else, but the winning first gives you that time to do that. And I think, I'm not, I'm not sure, was it last week that I, I, I touched on it maybe? And look, understand that the players and also the manager, um, like the press conferences and, and, and the information that's been coming back after games and what sort of stuff, everybody knows that the currency in Glasgow is to win games of football. But it, it becomes a little bit hollow when you talk about it, but you're unable to do it. And, and that's the yeah. problem... And that was where the shift, and that is where the shift needs to to happen at Rangers, and that's why the, you know, the the board see on that. Paul, I'd like to ask this question: the things I think Michael got wrong was I said it right at the time with the Geo situation. It should never have been in the pub, mm -hmm. yeah. never in a million years. Ironic, it was the Aberdeen game. Yeah, but it should never be sure. in that. That's wrong. Yeah. But, uh, that's non-written uh, law. Yeah. You don't do that. If is that right? under pressure. Yeah, sure. You just don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Then he started, and if you remember some of his first press conferences and that, he never mentioned Celtic by name. That's fine for the supporters, that's fine for everybody else, but the manager should always have respect and yes. mention the name. 
I would never think he's saying name across the road. I'd always say Rangers, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You know, because yeah. it's different you as the manager. You've got, and I thought Gio had that brilliant with yeah, Andrew. I thought sure. the two of them yeah, done yeah. it fantastically yeah. well. But somebody's obviously feed him on that. So I'd be saying to that guy, don't be saying that to the new manager. Let the manager deal with it this way. Don't be giving them the one-liners, not to mention the name, name across the road or whatever. Mention them by name and show respect to that because the great Walter Smith would never have done anything like that in a million nah, brilliant, years. Brilliant, brilliant. Greg, you know? I can hear you agree. No, because yeah. exactly when I think about the you know huge respect and there's been there's been lots of different managers over the years and all that, but I, I straight away I go to to Walter and and Tommy. Yeah, absolutely. Tommy Burns, you know that competition you want to win. Yeah. You understand the rivalry and the divide, but respect. 100%. And that's what, that's the way that it should be. And you forget sometimes some of the things that Michael <laughs> did get sucked into a little bit. Like? Well, just a lot of things. Yeah. A lot of things. The Chris Sutton stuff. You yeah, know. but a lot of things because I've always said less. Less is, is more. more. Yeah. In terms of, you know, the information you want to give out. And the more you want to talk is you find yourself tripping over more and more and more. And, and that was the situation. Uh, and the final straw, okay, the result against Aberdeen. Um, but I, I, I said prior to that, um, I think that he'd lost the dressing room. Do you think he did? And, and then, yeah. well, again, just from from what, what it kind of, you know, I was hearing that, and, and once you lose a, a dressing room, you don't get it back. But 11, 11 of them were signed by him. You don't get it back. Yeah, but again, 11 of them that have been signed for him, 11 of them that haven't been playing what was promised to them when they came, they uh, they signed for the football club. Um, so many, not so many, but uh, a handful of those players all signed in the same position, for the same position. So, Why did he do that? Uh, well, it was really difficult. Listen, I've been there where Michael Beale is just now, and not with a club as big as Rangers, obviously, when I was at them family, and I treat that with the same respect as if it was yeah. Barcelona you were the manager of. Yeah. There's nobody hurting more than Michael Beale at this moment in time. Let's not be honest. Not just him, his family, around, everybody around about him, a feeling for him. Every bit of paper he's bringing up, reading up the now, yeah. or any bit of news, it's all about him. And it's all negative, negative, negative. And it is the worst feeling ever. And I know I've been there, I know what it's like. And it's really cruel. And unfortunately, that's football, but it's cruel. And he's hurting badly from it. And you hope that he does further down the line that he bounces back from it because nobody, as I say... He's young enough. Absolutely. And yeah. you say to yourself, well, listen, hopefully, the things that I've said after the Celtic game, I thought he was delusional. And I'll swear by that he was delusional, you know, after that game. So that's an opinion of mine, you know. it's not. It's, that's what I'm saying. But you've got to remember, I've been here for a long, long time and understand the way the road moves up here. So there are certain things you have to say... And just sometimes you've got to zip it, as Oz says there. You've just got to say, no, I'd like to say that, but no, that's behind closed doors with the players or whatever. And there's other things you can say to the, the press and let everybody else know. But the one thing you've always got to have is respect for your opponent. And what I meant with that, with the Celtic scenario, saying them and all yeah. that, that kills me right away because that gets my back up. You know, because I think, no, that's stupid. You know, that's silly being that way. You're the manager. You're not a supporter. You're not somebody on the, the clickbait stuff. You're not getting that for people who like you. You're the manager that's representing that fantastic football club. Like, every time, I, I'm, what, I don't know, 58, and I'm thinking, every day, Paul, I'm still representing Celtic Football Club 24-7. Mm -hmm. Because when I walk down the street, people will say, that's Peter Grant Celtic at 58 years of age. Yeah. So I know that I've got to behave and do what I'm saying and also show respect 
to the other ones because that's so, so important, you know? And I think they got that wrong. And that's why I think the people, even up to last week, if you remember after the Mullerwell game, there was a lot of criticism, mm. him criticising the huge. players. But he sent the assistant out for the cup tie. Yeah. And I understand, because managers do that, send their assistant out because yeah. he's doing the cup. But in that particular one, someone should have said to him, Michael, no, mm. you do this one. Sure. This is important for you to go and face the supporters after that. Sorry, very easy when things are going well. Yeah. Mate, there you go. Mm. There yeah, you go. Absolutely. A player, assistant coach, experience, expo great. Times of trouble, captain, head coach, manager. Craig, who is the guiding light then at your old club? Because, you know, Walter is gone. Yeah. Almost yeah. Spoke two years ago. Uh, who's the guiding light? And we threw in a name last night. What about Graham Souness? Now, he came up for Walter's night on Saturday. Mm -hmm. I hear he spoke brilliantly. As he always passion, does. As he always does. Yeah, now, yeah. is he not your general manager or whatever you want to call it, director of football? I then said last night, is he your manager for a period of time or whatever? But it's Graham Souness who's there and knows how to win. Yeah. And then get, get people around him. Understands yeah. a football club. Yes. Um, has always spoke amazingly about the football mm. club. Uh, I would love to see Graham Souness, you know, in some kind of role at Rangers because I think it, I think it is important that there, there, there is a, an understanding and, and the ability to continue to uh, educate Educate, and I say educate because sometimes you get a lot of people that come in and out of football clubs that, that don't necessarily understand what it's all about. Um, and I think that the respect, I think the network, it is also very, very important. That, that, that presence. Um, I, I think someone like Graham Souness would be amazing for the football club. Someone like Richard Goff, also another person that, that um, you know, inspirational captain, nine in her own, all that sort of stuff. That type... I believe, I believe that um, there is a place for that, Paul, because I still, I had a, a conversation or I seen something that come out really, really early when uh, Michael was given the 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 job, the job. And, and it was all of a sudden, I think it was it was Koisty, it was Koisty saying that the sporting director is not important. A sporting director is not important. Club need players, they need players, they need players. My concern was at that time was this situation. Yeah. Someone who wasn't safeguarding the club, who, who there wasn't a real maybe process in place. And and sometimes as a manager, Peter, you know, like you like this player, but it still needs to go through a certain system and be agreed upon because that's the right player for the club. That that wasn't there. And and so now, we're, you know, Rangers are in a really, really tough situation where whoever comes in, Paul, are coming into players that, uh, again, are, are not their players um, and have got to look to try and, a turn a group around quickly without very much uh, resource or actually not even resource windows of uh, January. Who knows what's possible then? And and then obviously in the summer. But I think they have to have some a sporting director. Now, Graham Souness is a wonderful name. Well, you look round. There's certain political things I don't agree with what Graham said recently, but I thought he was the change to Scottish football yeah. and helped us at that particular time because he came in as manager and raised the bar completely. Yep. And I think we'd have been still sitting Celtic at that particular time if it wouldn't have been Graham because we had to do something then. And we'd Celts for change, which were all remarkable, yep. brilliant, everything mm -hmm. changed over the period of time. And now you've got a fantastic arena and team and finances and everything brilliant. But he made it happen. And I'm saying he's been in the process of being asked about the manager at 33 years of age. What did it take? 
What did you have to do when you came in? What does it take? And I would have Graham in there, for me personally, sitting there when I'm introducing Craig Moore as a client, possibly being the Rangers manager. Yeah. Because it's not just about his credentials and his trophies he's won. What does it take to be a Rangers manager? He's won things with them, but what does it represent? Don't get involved in this. These are the wee things. You'll just, you can just tell. You can feel. And it's sometimes, it's not the guy with the, the lad in career or whatever. It's the guy who knows and understands what you're looking for. You know? And Graham's been there. Mm -hmm. And there's certain things he would ask that I'm sure other board members wouldn't ask. Like? Anything, Paul. Mm -hmm. Anything to do with the football Because he's done it. Because he's done it. And he's had to do it. And he had mm -hmm. to build it. And he had to deal with big players. And it, he's been unsuccessful as well. Yeah, sure. And that's sometimes yeah. the most important thing, yeah. being unsuccessful, because you learn from it. You Hopefully you've made the mistakes. He never made many at Rangers, but he made a hell of a lot at Liverpool. At Liverpool sure. You know, uh, with yeah. big stars. Yeah. So, But you've heard that side of it. And I think if you do it after the new manager comes in, they have a wee bit of fear factor. Oh, Graham Soonis is up there watching over me. Whereas if Graham's part of the panel at Picky, then you understand there's a working environment you're working together mm. to try and make Rangers successful Craig? Yeah no I just think look going back in the early days when, when, when Sooners was at Rangers and all that sort of stuff player coach like, he, he for me was was ahead of the game in terms of vision uh, for the the, the, the the domestic scene but I think it might not even be a, a sporting director's position because at the moment people are a little bit I don't know whether it's that name it kind of people go oh sporting yeah. director it's like change the name but, but see, yeah. Yeah, see like an advisor if, if I was a manager going into Glasgow Rangers um, and and Graham Souness was there as someone that I could lean on in terms of education about the club, in terms of football conversations, in terms of picking his brain. I tell you what, I would be absolutely over the moon to have that there. Yeah. At the moment, coaching can be a very, very, management can be a very, very lonely place. Where, where are they going? Where, where are they going for that kind of chat at that football club at this moment in time? And that's why I think if he's part of the process, there's not that fear factor because he's part of the guy that selected you. <laughs> and that's why it's better to do it prior to it for me, personally. Be there because then you're not, oh, Graham's coming in now after you've been named manager because all of a sudden you do yep. look over your shoulder. And I wish, Paul, and I look, because I like to coach as well as when I'm doing the managing. So I like to coach, I like to be on there. So certain things you think, I'd like to leave that to someone else. But the one thing I look back now and thinking, should I attain an older head? Mm -hmm with me at certain times when I went to Norwich for the first time because it was my first job and whatever mm. you know they were brilliant with me down there but I just think maybe I needed somebody to bounce because I was 24-7 didn't know how to relax all yeah, these sure. things you know and Norwich is not an easy place to manage so all these wee things that you don't understand where Graham would have probably turned around and said to me you're not going to watch a game tonight you're staying in the house wee simple things because you, the most important thing is your team not the opposition, yeah. that's people's jobs. You've got to put them in the right people in the right places yeah. to do that. And sometimes you try to cover everything, which is impossible. But Peter, you, what you say there as well is a, is a sign of strength in terms of the bringing somebody else in that, that can actually make your job oh, better, yeah. that you yeah. learn, makes it a stronger team. It's not about... It's not about an individual absolutely. thing. It's about team. It can never mm. be. It's about the absolutely. team and you get a lot of people... That will be like that, or that's a threat to me. And and by the way, see those people at any football club, I'd chase them a mile away. Pick up the number, phone Graham Soonis. If you're John Bennett, call him. And Soonis shocked everyone when he signed Mo Johnson. 
I mean, he did. And a lot of people didn't like it, but he did. And that's Thanks, a moment Paul. that... Well, most of <laughs> exactly, but he was so brave. And listen to the Rangers fans who love him now, and some at the time thought, well, I won't be back. Well, it was so brave for him to do that, yeah? The first high-profile Catholic to play for Rangers. I mean, and that took, and he took him from Celtic. So somebody like Sunis there, who would mentor them, bring on the new manager, is what Rangers need. Because I'm listening to, I hear Barry, I hear you, uh -huh. you hear the callers last night. You need a continuity candidate at the club, somebody of real stature. And there isn't anyone bigger than Graham. So, and he seems to have that appetite. And he, you know, he's been at Liverpool, but Rangers is his club. He's an Edinburgh man, but my goodness, he loves Rangers. I'd be, I'd be breaking down the... No, no, you, know, you would get Graham Soonest there and get him right in at, at the heart with the club in the way that Walter was. Now, Walter was manager, and of course, that's when he... he, yeah, he Graham yeah. brought him in, brought Walter in, didn't he? He was the assistant. Right, some calls coming in. What do you think about it, Soonest there? 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. A tailored service where each code is created with the best products and a fair price, no upfront costs. Let's go! Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. It's going to be busy. City centre, East End, Merchant City tomorrow evening because it's Celtic against Lazio. The Champions League comes to town for the first time, well, in almost, what, 10 months, Peter, since last season? I remember yeah. we were at the Radisson Red yeah. uh, as, as some of the big teams said. came. That's what yeah. we said, Paul. It's great when the two teams yeah. were involved in Champions League mm -hmm. because it, it was so important for Glasgow, you know, yeah. and selling it, you know, and that, that's why you want them involved all the time as much as we possibly can. That's why I'm desperate for Celtic to win the league so they continually get into that Champions League. Never mind Europa League and people saying, oh, that's a level. Forget it. You want to be in the Champions League against the champions. Well, most of the champions now, I know if you can finish third and fourth, but sure. yeah. as I say, you want to be the champions here so you get that opportunity to play against the top teams. My goodness, it seems a while ago, doesn't it? Ange Postacoglu in charge at Celtic. That doesn't seem so long ago. No. But it was Giovanni Van Bronckhurst this time last year as Rangers went into the Champions League. But Rangers in the Europa League, and that's the irony, they got off to a great start uh, the week before last against Real Betis. So, so much to play for. And who's going to be the new Rangers manager, the Preston boss has been mentioned as is well. Also, yes, I've got the is, is yeah. the low. Is that Ryan right? Lowe, yeah, Ryan, Ryan Lowe. Lowe. Yeah, yeah, Ryan Lowe. No, he's done very well. He's in Ryan. third, I think, in yeah. the, on the table. He's done very well, but for me, that's not for him yet. Nope. No, if I'm the Rangers okay. board for me, that's not for me. You know, I, I look at Muscat then compared to that, oh. and that's when I'm trying to put our levels in. Yeah. And listen, I'm not just talking about because he was at Rangers. I'm just talking about when you look what he's done, what sort of club has he been managing. What sort of levels? What's as Craig's touched on earlier on about budgets and whatever? How's he punched away above that? And Craig is right. When you look at that league, you can be champions one year, the following year at the bottom of the league because yeah. there's such strong league in that respect. And if you're ninth, ninth, did you say Craig? In about eighteen teams, ninth biggest budget. So to finish second and first is incredible. Actually, you yeah. know what I mean. So yeah. that that's really really difficult. You know. So listen, and obviously he's had a few years in management yeah. more than anything else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rangers is a different beast. That's when I said, when Celtic lost Ange, yep. where are you going? Brendan Rodgers, Graham Potter's the first two doors you chap because of the way, the style of the, the two coaches and the way they play. I know, as I say, Graham's wasn't a great time at Chelsea, but you see what he'd done at Brighton and the Zebra's taken it another level, mm -hmm. but it, let's be honest, he put the foundation in there. There was absolutely no doubt he put the foundation in there with a lot of hard work going into there. 
You'll never get Brendan Rodgers back at Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> never say never. Right. He was your first choice. Yeah, followed by Because you been... thought he wouldn't come. Everyone thought that. But he's here. And what a huge night for him and for Celtic tomorrow. And they go in top of the table, seven points clear of Rangers. And that's probably why Michael Beale uh, exited on Sunday night after the... Uh, the defeat to Hebs and uh, sorry to Aberdeen, Aberdeen. and Aberdeen yeah. were pretty convincing and I know yeah. we haven't mentioned Aberdeen much but as a Glasgow station just now it does move on we will talk about the Dons later mm-hmm. what a 10 days for them since they played Eintracht Frankfurt football such a, a strange game yes shall we go back in the lines you ready Craig yeah ready? why not Second send them out. Mm-hmm. round three here we go <laughs> uh, a big Rangers fan is on Connor from Cumbernauld who speaks a lot of sense Connor good evening Good evening, uh, Paul Craig. Peter, how's doing? Good evening, Connor. That hey, we, uh, yeah, it is us. Connor, I know you're checking. Where am I on? I'm on with Jim White at the moment. <laughs> Heard you on Talk Sport. <laughs> nope, you're on uh, the Go Radio Football Show. Connor, what do you think? What's going to happen? What would you do? Well, listen, firstly, I think for me, I, I don't want it to be bringing in you know, another project manager. You know, sure. I've heard Frank Lampard seems to be heavily like, I don't want Frank Lampard. He's not the right fit. For the job we've done that before we brought Gerard in ultimately he did win as a league title but wasn't as successful as we'd like to to have been and he got he got two years I know people say three but he got two yeah. years and then and then he won it which for Rangers was fantastic for the Rangers fans but you're not going to get two years Connor are you no not not now because that's the second manager in 10 months we sat now we can't be sitting having conversations like this in another year's time because the board have got it wrong yet again you know they, they have to get it right and it has to be an experienced manager who can come in the door um, put a rocket up a few people's backsides because mm-hmm. there's a, definitely more than a few people in that changing room that need it um, and properly lead this club I also think it's vitally important that they get in a director of football as well because I think asking you know, I think Michael Beale having control of all of that was a, a huge mistake because the manager should be focused on the football inside and everything on the park. Yes, he has a same transfers, but he shouldn't be in control of all of that as well because then that's splitting, for me, his attentions too much. Um, I, that, that's why I, I, I wouldn't want yeah. Tyson Lampard. I mean, Muscat, I don't know a lot about. Um, personally, I'd like a, a big Sam kind of you know, figure I'm not seeing him oh. personally but that type of figure that out that can you know command a bit of respect and, and will or it, you know, well you hear Craig what would you say to that because yeah. uh, I've heard Neil being mentioned you know as well yeah. it's hard because I don't want to be disrespectful for me no, that for me that stopgap that, that, that stopgap and in fact like Sam Sam's had a wonderful wonderful career as has um, the other one Huddersfield um, Warnock. Warnock. Yep. Wonderful Warnock, careers. Yep. But come on, guys. Like, the game evolves. Mm-hmm. It evolves. It moves forward in the modern day football. Uh, Sir Alex Ferguson was amazing at it. Kept involving people that were in touch with the game as it stands today and, and, and in the future. And listen, I'm not being disrespectful to those guys. No. Wonderful, wonderful careers. As a Rangers fan, I personally don't want to see that. Peter? Well, I've got to be careful here because I'm one at that age, you know what I mean? One of the older ones. And, and you, you still think to, not, not a hell of a lot about football. There's a lot of experience and you have to use that wisely. And whether it's a, I don't mean a project manager, but I, that's why I think Graham Soonis would become something vitally important because there's still a, you look at managers and for me, if, if I was part of this Rangers board, I'll look at them and I don't know what Bisco or I don't know anything of him. He looks young. 
I'm not yeah. sure. Great business track record. Yeah, but I'm saying I don't yeah. know anything of him. Mm. He looks young. But in football terms, he looks wet behind the ears. And I mean, and I don't mean that disrespectful. I just mean that as fact. Because I think that you've got to show that strength of character when you get into these situations and you know what the club needs at this moment in time. It'll probably need a steady influence. Where do you go? Who was the last one that was really successful or was part of a really successful group? Was Graham Soonis along with Walter Smith? Graham still wanted to be part of Rangers, reading with him and listening to what he says at certain times. And you're thinking, well, I'd be stupid not to use that. I go back to Celtic, God rest Big Billy, we had Big Billy there at times, you had yep. TB, God rest him, Tommy on, Burns, on yeah, the coaching sure. staff. Yeah. All these wee things were there to help guys that was coming in. And I think that was so, so important. And it's a small detail, but it's massive. You know, because it helps the guy come in who maybe not of a Rangers background. You know, the Sam Allardyce is not brilliant at what they do. Brilliant at what they do. But I'm a bit with Oz. I'm looking at it now and I'm looking at Kevin Muscats and all that. And listen, I'm still hoping I've got legs left in me as a yeah. coach and whatever. So yeah. you always think, yeah. I've, I'd like to think I've evolved and looked at the way certain things play. And these managers do. And Sam Allardyce was way ahead of everybody else in what he did. People sometimes think he was long ball. That was the way he played. Yeah, he yeah. really successful yeah. players with York. But, but are you going to get away with yeah. that style at Rangers? No, no, but you understand what I'm saying. But I can understand in the, short, in the yeah. short term, that's why I think somebody like Graham Soon is coming in to help this. Whether it's a project manager, you know, I, I agree Frank Lampard because he came up and supported Rangers a couple of times. Is that Does that give you enough clout? Because he played with Chelsea, he was a legend. Does that give you enough I don't know, but uh, maybe that's what the Rangers fans get caught up in. But they're not stupid no. in the respect of that. They want somebody that's coming in there to come and win games and win championships and claw the title back for Celtic. That's what they're wanting, yeah. nothing else. And that's for me, and this focus is now, as I said to you, you've got three Celtic Rangers mm -hmm. games, they've got to look sure. after themselves, but the yeah. other ones are the most important ones. So how do you do that? And I think somebody giving a wee bit of help with Alexei Graham Soonis would be something I, big I, for them. Yeah, I think he's he's perfect. Like I says, I look at again. You look at profiles, um, and I'm not saying that 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 that, that managers that are f fighting to stay in a league isn't an achievement. That, that's yeah. that's unbelievable because it depends where you are and where you sit in the the food chain. That's normal. But to then to then you know if your if your experiences are stopgap, plugging holes, getting a lift, uh, and up. For three, four, five, six matches, um, and that's that's been what you do. That's different to being able or, or dominating a league, actually trying and, and going and winning trophies and all that sort of stuff. That's a, that's a different type of manager. That's a different yeah. pressure that that has you playing in a different way. Yeah, of course. Um, so, for me, like I says, I I think that and Peter, you're you're probably similar ages with Ange Postecoglou, who goes. I'm oh, exactly. Like same. Yeah. Like no, about two no, days between no, us. No, so yeah. so I'm not saying that you're. Uh, no, I know that. Okay. Going. I'm going to come to Connor. We need the news in a second. Connor, do you want to rethink that suggestion? <laughs> there are no bad suggestions, but yeah. No, no. To be clear, because uh, I agree, I'm not saying bring in Sam Allardyce. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is. That so it's got to be somebody with that type of characteristic yes, that will command that yeah, yeah. respect. So who would it be for you? Who would it be? Maybe you don't know just now, but would you give a I name? I think my number one, my number one choice would probably be Graham Potter if we could get him, mm -hmm. just purely because yeah. what he done at Brighton yeah. um, was was outstanding, and he, he's got a knack for bringing in the you know young players through as well, which is an important thing we we need to be doing. And he's got a Rangers man as his number two. Yeah, sure. And that's yeah. Billy Reid. Yeah. So second choice. Who would it be second? 
because we're not sure if he would come. And by to the Scotland. way, sorry, we potted yeah. as well. Not too long ago, he was being linked for the English job. Of oh course. yeah, like such such well, is. Yeah. He's a talented sure. coach. The, the talent of the yeah, club. He's yeah, a talented yeah. coach, and he's been about the block as well. He's not just went to Brighton and Chelsea. Yeah, you know. no, he's he done went, his. He's, he's top, done his job. Right. As you his... said, less is more. I want to hear Conor sorry. before the news. <laughs> sorry, Conor. <laughs> next choice. Oh, um, I don't. I, probably Gallardo, maybe. Mm. Um, yeah. We're going to have to go now. The talking will continue. There is no news yet. It's going to be Stephen Davis in charge for the match in Limassol on Thursday. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. They pride themselves on honesty, integrity, quality and workmanship. Let's go! Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps. We offer bespoke solutions for a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation available until 30th September 2023. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products. Let's go! Listen, I I look at Lazio and they're a very talented, talented team. Um, So we will, like I said earlier, we we have to be 100%. Okay, they may not have made the the start in terms of results that they would have liked, but they still have players of quality, players that can make a a difference. Um, You've got Mobley up front, his his level over a number of years and how he leads the line. Luis Alberto, like I said, I uh, I signed as a young player when he was 20, so I know his technical qualities and I know that he can uh, he can be a very creative and talented player. Uh, Philippe Anderson, we've seen it at West Ham as a talented player. So so for us, it's for us, it's it's obviously. Not so much looking at them. Of course, we know they're a good team, but we have to bring our game to the uh, uh, to the match, and and we want to play at the highest level that we can. And that means that we play with an intensity, with a speed, with a quality. And uh, and I think that obviously, at home, we normally have to break down defenses that are low and and, and deep. These games are normally there's more space to to play in, even though they have greater qualities, but. There's more space to play and, and that should suit our game style. Yeah. Peter, uh, shades there of the Real Madrid game. There were there was spaces for Celtic. We saw a lot of great play. Uh, but you need to score goals. Oh, absolutely, Paul. And listen, I touched on it earlier about Mobley. All these players, and he was rested yeah. at the weekend. They've got a very intelligent manager on Sarri. Mm-hmm. We've seen that in the British Isles as well. He knows his stuff. So these guys are foxes, you know what I mean? They, know, they can always <laughs> yeah. produce a result. You know, they can always get their top players playing. And you don't play for Lazio if you're a mug. You know, that's for sure. And Celtic will have to be very much concentrated. And Brendan touched on it. These teams will be coming here to score because they'll have to try and silence Celtic Park, which is never easy. You know, it's never easy to do, but that's what they'll try and do. And they'll try and do that. Sarri's teams was, used to call it the Sarri ball before everybody else. Did they? Yeah. 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 So used to call it the Sarri ball, you know, because yeah. the Chelsea fans thought he passed it too much. Yeah. So, you know, that's the type of team they'll be. They'll try and get, but they've got that X factor up front mm-hmm. in Mobile, mm-hmm. you know, who works really, really hard, which is unusual for that type of striker. And he gets goals as well. So Brendan's not daft, you know, and Felipe Anderson's very quick. 
you know, he's been around for a long time, probably never played as well at West Ham as he should have, you know, but a top quality individual. So you know they're good players and Celtic will have to be their best. And as I say, I'm interested to see the ones that's not played Champions League how they handle the occasion you know what does he go with centre back does Nat Phillips play now because he gets the centre what do you think I think he has to play I think he has to play because Lagerbjörk has found it tough he's found it tough but I don't think Brendan get the the credit on Saturday for the substitutions he made actually because Lewis Palmer come on he created a great chance for the other sub James Forrest who should have scored you know then he scores but also at a time when Muller were putting crosses in the box Celtic had a couple of scares Mm -hmm and obviously brought Nat Phillips on at that particular time so but he made a very good pass to Greg Taylor for the goal because he's usually plays it to other centre back but he's actually split it and gave it through to Greg and Greg's put great composure great ball in for Matt to score the, the, the winner obviously which is not easy at that particular time because you're desperate for a goal and that's the moments I'm talking about yeah, sure. and he showed his calmness in that so I think he would need his experience in that tomorrow night and I'm glad to get that period in the game on Saturday You'll be hoping the headline for the Evening Times is uh, who's Sarri now? <laughs> oh, Sorry I had to get that in I know we've moved been thinking a long good. time Is that why I had to keep talking to you? I so know you I wanted you <laughs> sharp about the weekend I was trying to talk about tomorrow night um, no, It was a great insight What do you make of Lazio because you were chatting about the late late goal from the keeper? Uh, uh, again look I says Lazio uh, may not have got off to an unbelievable start domestically but these teams uh, you know the Italian Serie A is a top top league even when they're not unbelievable domestically they've got enough about them where even away from home Paul they've got the quality of player you know we touched on Immobile Felipe Anderson they might only need two moments in a match away from home they'll take potentially two of those so then you're in a situation where you've got to score three goals so for me, like I says, that that is always a concern when you're coming up against teams that they know what they're coming to, and it is red hot. The atmosphere, it is red Absolutely. hot. You know, and some and some do stop. But once you get through that initial period, Paul, then then you, you see sometimes the teams that can grow, uh, even here in Glasgow, if they've managed to get through that initial. Um, thunder and lightning yeah. at the start. Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. if you can get a goal when you've got the possession early on, which Brendan Rodgers has referred to, it can so, make such a difference. So yeah. important. Keep so important. Yeah. Well, Paul, it, it tells you, Celtic lost the league, no supporters in. Mm-hmm. We played Atletico Madrid, no supporters in. After a fantastic result in Madrid, mm-hmm. we ended up getting beat 2-1. Yeah. So it shows you how important, people talk about yeah. it as if it's a throwaway comment. It's not, it's massive how much the support help. And that, that's what you need. And these players will be galvanised with it. And it's a fantastic atmosphere. And that's why all the top superstars come out and talk about the atmosphere, you know. But what we want to do is keep Celtic supporters singing with winning, you know, and producing the performance and taking the chances we didn't do against Real Madrid or Leipzig. Because at this level, as Craig touched there, is you maybe not take your chances, they maybe need only one. And that is the difference. You make an error, you will get punished at this level. And that is the difference. A bit like Celtic and Rangers at times oh, are. Absolutely. In Scotland. Absolutely. 100%. You know, you can play, look at Motherwell the other week against Rangers. They probably should have equalised well, but they didn't. They didn't take well, their chance. I'm not chance. being disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. We, we're the Ross Counties. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. the Ross Counties yeah. in the Champions League, as in the respect to that. When you're talking about, uh, no, yeah. Because that's the way they look upon you. If you're talking about Real Madrid, if you're talking about finances, 100% your fault. You know, so there's no use... I was looking quizzically there. Yeah, but it's 100% your if you're talking about financially. You know, because even the teams in England are way ahead. You know, so you know all that. The Italian teams have got superstar players, big league as well. So we know all that. And that's why you don't get second chances at this level. We're going to hear Brendan Rodgers paying tribute to... 
the player we've just heard, Tom Rogic, who has retired today. I saw it in Sky a few moments ago there. Uh, I tried, but you I were talking exactly because it was a goal <laughs> at Ibrox. But to I be fair, my eyes. it was Celtic was it winning, but he scored a great goal. But it was the days when you had fans there, the opposition fans yeah. in, in the derby. And the old firm derby, the Glasgow derby. Back to tomorrow night then. Here's Callum McGregor, the captain, speaking today as well um, about Lazio. Yeah, he knows their form has been iffy at home. They're clearly not. They're, they're free-flowing best. And like you said, two out of seven. So you, there might be a little bit of vulnerability there. We've, we've had a look at them on the, the video this morning. Um, the boys know a bit about the players as well. So listen, they'll, they'll still be a top team. They've, they've earned the right to be in the competition. So the uh, the expectation is that they're a, they're a top team and... Although they've stuttered a little bit in the league, then I don't think it'll count for too much um, tomorrow night. You know, it's probably more about us, how we approach the game, how we play. Uh, can we impose a style on them? And, and let's see if we can have a good night. But listen, we know there's a top team and we have to respect that. What a night for him, for the captain. When I said home form, I meant in Italy. Callum McGregor, what a season. He, well, the last few seasons he's taken over from Scott Brown. Uh, done better than probably anyone would have imagined. Well, we know what he's like as a footballer. You know, there's no getting a doubt about his talent. But to take that and be the leader um, is difficult. And that's why I, I always said, like, say, Carter Vickers, who's a young man in terms of that, but more importantly, probably Joe Hart, became massive for him in the dressing room. And that's what we're talking about, dressing rooms. You know, it's not about that one leader. Who leads it when you're out there? Because we touched on Aberdeen on Saturday against Rangers. I looked at the game and I looked on that pitch and I'm saying, well, who's the manager? Because Craig will tell you, you can't hear a thing on there. If you're the manager outside of the pitch, you can shout in you want. But I looked at Graham Shinney in that pitch on Saturday and I thought he was outstanding. He was organising his team and bringing his players round about him at important times, whether it was set plays, whether it was in general play. He was so, so important for Aberdeen. And that's what you need on the pitch because you need these leaders. And Callum's done it in a different way with his, his demand of the ball and his playing of the ball. And he's just grown with it all the time. But I'm sure in the dressing room, he's a lot of help for the likes of people like Joe Hart and that. And that, that lets you settle in. And he's done it remarkably well. Greg's been on asking for your team tomorrow night, for both of you. Have a oh. think about that if you could. You know, we mentioned there, is it going to be Nat Phillips from the beginning? What do you think, Craig? I'm not asking you for the whole team yeah, no, just now. Look, but, I, I'm surprised that we haven't seen him in earlier. Mm -hmm. um, I, I thought... I, yeah, I know. But in terms of still, whether... Maybe a game earlier, uh, potentially, because he's, he's great experience. And, and Lager Bielka, look, he's, he's come in uh, and he's had to come in and, and kind of perform. But I still think that there's a, there's a mistake in him. And, and at this kind of level... You can, you can be punished, as Peter said. So, we no surprise. I would expect Phillips to, to start. Score Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney with Craig Moore. You know that accent so well. And Peter Grant, the distinguished tones of both of them. <laughs> <laughs> so the script says. The one you can't uh, understand. Uh, no. 0808 17 17 700. Or you can join the conversation uh, at Go Football Show. Jackie is listening. She said she is really enjoying the conversation there about Sunnis. And why wouldn't you have him at the football club? I see you're trending already, Craig. Uh, yeah. The Daily Record online, Kevin Muscat, given glowing reference, for Rangers reference, as Craig Moore busts easy after Ange Myth with a, a budget bombshell. It's a great picture of you and Kevin Muscat oh, there. It's a yeah. long, a long uh, time ago. I actually think that, 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 that was, you know what, I think that was not, Asian Cup, that. Was it? Where Kevin was still obviously working with Melbourne Victory. Right. And uh, we were we were down there with the national team, and Ange was the coach. Yeah. So you've admitted that he's a big pal of yours, and that's great. But it's good that you've said it in advance. But I just listened yeah. to you at the beginning there. Yeah. But if I if I was if it was the Rangers board, would say Rick Craig, 
Kevin Muscat, yes. why? And I've heard what you said earlier on, 10 years experience in management. Look yeah. at the job he's doing there. But what's the, what's the biggest sell for him? Because they need to get it right. Yeah, look, I think I think you need whether it's Kevin Musker or the other names, yeah, right? You need you need somebody that um, can walk into the building with a with a presence, with a presence, uh, and the ability to handle what's going to come on a day to day basis, which is extreme pressure. Get your plan across. Get your standards across very very early. Totally confident that that's that's in Kevin's locker. That's that's who he is. That's in his DNA. Um, he reads the room very well. I, I think that um, you know the the supporters are desperate for somebody that they can connect with, right? And and the extension of the manager is the football team, and the fans are desperate to c- connect with that football team. That's that's the job at hand. Developing players, improving players is is also part of it, and. The winning trophies, right? But and that, you believe but, he'll but, bring but, that. But the winning trophies—it can't be a hollow winning trophies. It's yeah. the expectation at Rangers. You actually have to do it. So whether it's whether it's Kevin Musket or Frank Lampard, or they've got to come in and win trophies. Well, listen, Stephen Davis not a couple of weeks away, and they could end up winning the trophy if they're still in charge. Of course, yeah. yeah. You know, could, uh, and then all yeah. of a sudden, he's a Stephen Davis is the the manager won a trophy for Rangers. But that's the way it is. That's how, but the new guy, if it's not Stephen Davis and Rangers get to the final yeah. and the new manager's in, his first thing he's done is won a trophy. And we spoke about it the last time when Gio moved and Michael Beale came in and we said about Big Alec McLeish. Big Alec McLeish came in and won two trophies just after he came in, if I'm correct. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. he only won two trophies, but then he continued as a Rangers manager then and being successful for a, a period of time. So it gives you a wee bit, it gives you a wee shove at the start, but that's all it gives you. Because you know the expectation. You have to be first, and we keep saying it, yeah. nothing else. So let's not talk about projects or anything like that. You have to be number one. Stephen Davis would need to get his coaching badges, wouldn't he, for it's Europe, for example? Because as interim coach, you're fine. Yeah, well, I think it's for 12 weeks. I think That's it's right. for 12 yeah. weeks, yeah. Craig, you're going to say, because we're going to hear some Brendan Rogers speaking about Michael Beale sacking. Yeah, but, I, st- yeah. I started to drift there, but I, like I said, I think in terms of anybody that comes in, the importance of winning trophies is is is, is very, very real. But the, you know, you, you come in, right? People go, it's a, it's a po- the poison chalice, that's a job that you wouldn't take, and that sort of stuff. You know what? The rewards are massive. They're massive. A semi final of the cup, still very early on in the league, still involved in Europe. It's massive. And I would always see that as a, as a you know, a massive opportunity, not, oh, that's a job that I wouldn't be interested in. Here's Brendan Rodgers, who was asked today at the media conference just a wee while ago about the sacking of his opposite number, Michael Beale at Rangers. Obviously, listen, I'm always saddened when any manager loses their their job, no matter what club they work at. Um, When you manage Celtic or Rangers, they're they're big pressure jobs. And um, and I'm sure Michael will go away and, and reflect on his time here and, and no doubt he'll, he'll he'll come back in again. He's he's an outstanding young coach and, and manager. So um and he'll go away and reflect on on the pressure that he was under and the expectation and the stress that this job can bring. Uh and he'll learn from it and and then go on and uh and, and get another job and, and make a success at it, I'm pretty sure. So uh so yeah, so whatever club Whoever it is, I, it, it's it's not nice when someone loses their their role and position, and uh, 
I, I hope for him for the, the best for the future, of course. Peter Grant, how do you think he answered that question? A bit of clash because you mentioned Rangers. <laughs> and I think is that what you picked up on? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, for sure. a start. I think yeah. that I think that's important, you know, because we know the rivalry, but there's always got to be the respect there. And I, I've I've said that for day one. I'm not just saying it now. You get back to it and listen. I reiterate when I told you about Manchester United, Celtic Rangers, the pressures are under. Brendan talked about it there. If you look at his record, what other clubs would Michael Beale get the sack from? If he had that record, seventy-one percent win rate. I mean, that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is it twelve games he's not won at Rangers out all that time? I'm not hundred percent sure, but that's including draws and losses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's something like twelve games. Anywhere else, that'd be known as a major success. Yeah. Up here, it's not. Yeah, and that's the point I'm trying to make: that the pressures that go along with it, you've got to be willing to take that on and say, "Bring it on," you know, fight it. How long can you take even when you're being successful? Mm. Listen, I've got to remember, I went through a few managers at Celtic yeah. for the first time in history. It's very similar to Rangers. They'd only so many managers for a period of time. Mm. Then all of a sudden it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Mm. All of a sudden because it was change after change after change. And it is, it's... Because managers had different ideas of different players, so all different players were coming in, all the different things, finances were different. So I've been there and I've lived through that as a player. And it's never easy because managers are looking for certain things and different things. The interesting thing for me for the new manager coming in is all the number nines that was signed, who's going to become the number nine? Because for me, they've got four number nines now, but they're asked to play out of position. That's the only thing I've said that I've been critical because I'm, I don't go and see Rangers every week, obviously. And I thought that was an area of the pitch that they struggled with. And I thought maybe, unfortunately for him, the time he thought it probably summed it up for him was Danilo at St. Johnson. Yeah. Scores, yeah. but gets clattered. And then the yeah. Celtic result at the weekend there, the way it happened. Yeah. There are two things, and you just know, sometimes you're well saying after, I'm sure Michael would have been like, I'd be as well just get my jacket here. Mm. You know, and you know, you know the moment. I was at Dunfermline, yep. two nothing up, and I'm thinking at half time, back to 2-2. Two, two. Don't win this one, I'd be as well pick my jacket up. Even though I had an unbelievable relationship with yeah. Ross and, and uh, Thomas at the club. But I knew then, because the, the supporters had enough. And that was it. So you know your moment, and it's unfortunate that's part of life, unfortunately. Yeah, you were just about spot on. 42 games, Michael Beale. Uh, he won 30, he drew four, he lost eight. And as I said, it was a win rate of 71%. But it's different in Glasgow. What did you make, Craig Moore, of Brendan Rogers' comments there? Absolutely classy. Uh, again, Brendan Rogers has got huge, huge experience. Um, so do you expect to hear anything different from Brendan? You just know he's got some yeah. quality, he's got some class. And he has that experience. So, yeah, now spot on. He come across in the way that, that I'd certainly expect and have heard him many, many times. Quick break and then we're back. More calls coming in. 0808 17 17 700. More from Brendan Rogers ahead of tomorrow night's game against Lazio. And more on Rangers. Who is going to take over permanently as the manager of Rangers? The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Access to a wide range of renewable energy and energy efficient products. Let's go! This time tomorrow night it's going to be Barry Ferguson and Andy Walker who'll be in here tonight. Craig Moore and Peter Grant. Doesn't get much better than this, the, the fair here on the Go Radio Football Show. I'm actually really pleased. There was good news this morning. I heard it from Joe Maguire on the news because on Friday night's show we got a call from a listener in Lanarkshire who was talking about the um, closures that were coming up at North Lanarkshire. I think 39 different um, community facilities because of budget cuts mm. and all the rest. The good news is 
that has been reversed. It's not going to happen. A couple of great articles at the weekend as well um, in a few of the papers, but we had an impassioned plea from a caller who'd run a football club and said, it's not just football clubs, it's dancing, it's older people, dementia sufferers. Um, Reagan, who called in, um, and he said, I go there for, it's great for my mental health. And we, we know Reagan, who lives with a disability, yeah. is an yeah. amazing guy. And and he mentioned it. Uh, and that's the good news. Oh, it's it's massive And I know it's tough for people just now, and I know it for the local authorities. Um, we don't want to get political. But these are things that affect every member of society and I'm really glad to hear today that um, it's it's been changed so Joe thank you for breaking that news this morning and uh, North Lanarkshire Council announced they're backtracking uh, on the plans to close 39 community venues such as swimming pools libraries sports facilities and when I say backtracking I don't mean that with oh, any malice they've, they've changed the decision so the, the Labour-led council leader Jim Logue says they'll keep them open for the duration of this council term and um, I'll, I'll watch what I say given the lack of funding at the moment because I know we've got... But long may it continue, Paul. How yep. difficult was everybody during COVID uh, yeah. locked in? Mental health. So where are you going now yep. as you go out there? And we always talk about the kids going out in the street. We know the difficulties mm -hmm. nowadays. We understand that. But if you close these places down, we have absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. Nothing for them to look forward to. All the things that we talked about growing up, brilliant going to play over in the parks and whatever and if it just keeps being house after house getting built on because that's all you see with the schools if you remember it started yep. to be taking away the football pitches yep. and we're saying where are we getting the players from mm -hmm. oh no no we'll sort of sell it up you weren't allowed to play with the ball in the, the park or in the playground because in case somebody get injured ridiculous that was part of our life you know and that's where everything was growing and you're talking about North Lanarkshire which if you look at a big percentage of any sport where the most successful people have been born is probably in North Lanarkshire and yeah. it sounds incredible but it was so and that was all part of the makeup, and that's where you met friends for life never mind if you ended up making anything out of being a footballer dancer or swimmer but you made friends for life doing it so it's a fantastic decision and long may it continue Good news, Craig, isn't it? Brilliant, and brilliant. Yeah, it's not just there in North Lanarkshire. There's been, you know, there's pressure everywhere, but that yeah. was something that was happening. So and it's tough delighted. as well because of the course, costs, the costs are yeah. going up for for everybody. Um, but like I says, that opportunity uh, to 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 be able to get out in the community to to use facilities, um, to interact with people. That's that's really really important. But you know what I would say to parents as well: make sure your children are using these yep. facilities. Someone else said to me yesterday at Hamilton yeah. Park said some of them are not used as much. Now, I'm not there I don't know but said at times it's not so busy so make sure we do because we say these things it's good well, we for started you. charging yeah. Paul but we started right. charging a lot as well you know and the, the families couldn't afford that uh, for me everything when you're playing sport it should be for free I know you need to look after the maintenance but you go anywhere and you know you've been to Germany many many times I'm only talking about Germany it was near enough every sort of town or village had a facility but the pressure was on them to make sure they'll take care of it and looked after it and if they didn't look after it it wasn't long. Close it. They're not looking after it. They're not respecting it. And the things you're saying there, take them there, make them go and enjoy it. We don't want the wee gangs hanging about so yeah. the kids don't end up going. We want it done for the right reasons. And we understand parents fear at times. So we understand that. But we want to be able to lose, uh, use that so people can get enjoyment and get a bit of health, you know, make them feel better in their self and make, as I say, friends for life. Yeah, well done. Everyone there involved in North Lanarkshire, that's good news. Brendan Rogers, you'll want to hear this in just a few seconds. This oh. is big news ahead of the game tomorrow night. Uh, here's someone on, Colin, who's on. I've got a name for Rangers as the new manager. It should be, he feels, what about Billy Davies? 
Uh, he'd like to get back into management. Uh, they should go for Billy Davis. He wants to come back in. 59, good experience. Uh, wouldn't cost uh, money to come in. Craig, early reaction on that? Look, Billy Davies, I, I, obviously I remember playing against yeah. Billy. Um, uh, you know, very clever playing, lots of stuff. I've heard that he's a wonderful coach. Uh, I know he's had involvement in the game, uh, predominantly down south, yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, he, he's a name. I, I'm, I'm not sure what he's been up to recently, though, yeah. uh, in regards to the 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 level or not the level that, that's wrong because he's worked at a top top level but sometimes when you've been out of the game a little bit um you know what are you kind of doing to keep yourself occupied football keeps moving yeah it sure does uh, well but, i've known him for yeah. a long time coach we him, managed him uh, we him against him and played against him against him coached him yeah coached against him managed yeah. against him um, so he was very successful very good coach done with pro licence at the same time as Billy and all that very very good at his job there is abs- and he was Craig Brown God rest him as assistant at Preston Preston North End yeah, yeah. done very Deep well deal. I done yeah. very well learned a lot and done done yeah. a thing we learned a lot under Craig you know and done a, a remarkable job there with him as well so listen mm. at the end of the day I just don't know what Billy's been doing for a long time obviously I've been down south for a long time yeah. so I don't know what Billy's been doing in recent years this time tomorrow night we'll be looking out for the Celtic team for the match with Lazio mm. right this is Brendan Rodgers we know about the injuries Celtic have had um, there's some news here interesting about um, well listen to it now yeah but in terms of Nat he came through fine so so he'll be available Cam we, we wouldn't take a risk Unless he was fit, he's he's come through really really well. Um, he's he's further down the road than than we thought. So he's had uh, a real good week of training, and he's been doing lots of other work out on the field before that. I said before that it might have been the um, after the international break, but he's made great progress. So we'll just assess that to see if he can be in for the squad uh, for tomorrow. And if he is, obviously it'd be uh, be great news for us. Peter, what do you hear fantastic there? News. Yeah, fantastic news that he's, if he's back available, that's for sure. Personally, I wouldn't take a chance in the respect of that when it's been such a lengthy injury and came back from one and then had a, another one, a setback. I don't know if it was the same injury. But obviously, you've got an international break coming up. I, I'd be, It's different. It's a really weird position. If he's a midfield player, I'd say give him some minutes or a forward, you'd be able to get him some minutes. I always think changing your centre-back, I know Brendan did it on Saturday and he's done it a couple of times this season for different reasons. He did do it with that coming off in the game, actually. And it's a different... And always I'll tell you, being a defender, you try and keep that back four together, no matter what period it is in the game, unless there's an injury to your full-back, be mm. your centre-halves and goalkeeper are massive for you. And to keep chopping and changing that, I'd be a bit concerned for that. And I'd be looking more at the international break. Yeah, as I say, the minutes is difficult because of the position he plays, but I'm sure Brendan will know much better than me that what, what you can, how you can work the Carter's uh, Vickers situation and how not much Nat Phillips can play. So maybe be through need more than anything else. That maybe you say, well, Nat can play X, Y and Z and the experience of Carter Vickers is going to be massive. So having that opportunity to put him on in the game. But if he could hold off... I would say hold off to after the national break to make sure he's 100% fit for the new part. Craig Moore, what would you know about these positions? Uh, it's exactly uh, yours. What yeah, would you do? You know, I look, for me, I, I think you've got to be very cautious with Carter because I, yeah. I think you're definitely holding back as Brendan's uh, touched on there uh, because, you know, the um, Phillips potentially could be only a short-term impact on the... Th- yeah. Carter Vickers is long-term uh, and you see the, the, the impact that he made last season... Look, Celtic have done well without him, but they're not the same team, let's let's be honest. Um, and in terms of the regular football as a central defender, if you can 
you know, get that regular pairing, it's always good. I, I found a couple of times when I was injured, though, uh, Peter, see the, the, the timing. So, you know, the, the headers, so set plays or, you know, maybe you're not the, defending a, a great deal domestically at times, but timing. Yep, and, and And to get to get back up to that level, um, it, it can take two, three, four games. Yep. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I, why would you take a risk on Carter Vickers? Especially, as you said, that's a very good point. As you talk about Nat Phillips is only here at Christmas, I think, yeah. at this moment in time. Sure. So you, the last thing you would need is another setback, God forbid, you know, then you were having to think, well, I've got to make a decision here. Your Nat's maybe been called back with Liverpool. You never know what happens. And you, you're left again in a situation where you're looking about for an experienced centre-back. And as I say, it's an area of the pitch that I think you've got in your of that solidity. You're talking a lot of sense, Craig. <laughs> this is good stuff. He's in the Daily Record. He's on Go Radio, Glasgow Zone. Uh, I'll tell you, his fee will be... We might have to negotiate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, here's Brendan Rodgers. Asked uh, what the question was, what does your team have to do to win tomorrow night? Well, clearly not, not losing any players off the, the field will help uh, at this level. But uh, but I think there was, there was lots of aspects of the first hour that I really liked. We were unfortunate to, to lose the players, I felt, in the game. But... In, uh, in the general flow of the game, I was pleased. We went away. We had to be strong defensively whilst looking to play and have the confidence to play. So so for me, it's it's a continuation, but we'll have our support. I think that the recipe for us tomorrow, and especially at this level, is bravery. You have to be brave. You have to have that courage and that conviction to, to play how you want to play. And I always say these are big belief games. You Believe in your qualities. These players, I have no doubt, from the first whistle, will be ready to to give everything to the game. And if we can go and play with that belief and that that courage, then uh, we've got a great chance of getting a result. Callum McGregor also mentioned uh, he referenced the final game. The simple one is that we, we try and finish the game with, with 11 v 11. Um, you know, this level is, is, is tough enough when you, when you have 11 v 11, never mind going down two players. So... And that is the obvious one. Um, but I think we did a lot well in the first half, especially, you know, good control of the ball, good control of the game defensively as well. And just that little couple of minutes before half time, obviously, they, they get the set piece and the score from that, which which undoes a lot of your good work. So just concentration as well. So it probably applies to the, the two aspects of the game. Um, I think at this level, it's, it's, it's concentration that you, you have to, you've got to be switched on for, for 95 plus minutes. Uh, if you want to get a positive result, so you know that is the the obvious one. If we can take that in and play with big energy and and uh, and, and good quality on the ball, then hopefully we can have a good night. Peter wrote the, the words down earlier, Paul, about concentration, discipline, belief. That's the most important thing. Greg will tell you at this level. Sometimes when you're on the ball, it's the most dangerous because if you give it away, these teams hit you so quickly now. You know, they're all based on these counter-attacks now. We know the Celtic, you're playing at Celtic Park, you're getting forward, you're trying to attack, and quite rightly so, you've got to have that belief in yourself. But if you do turn the ball over in bad areas, all of a sudden, they can be a shot in your target. And the quality of these guys, very rarely do they miss the target. And Callum spoke on, I thought it was really poor defending for the set plays. You know, and that's what I'm talking about, lack of concentration and discipline. They, they come in, Keeping players on the pitch is massive, you know, at any level, but uh, most definitely at this level because if you go down a player, it is a real struggle. There is no doubt about that because these players of quality see where you've got the gaps and they find the gaps because they know they can move you about. So 
all the things the boys have spoke about and listen it's all fantastically well we can all say that all these things prior to the match then it's the, that's why I'm saying it's interesting watching the, the ones that's not played in these games how they'll handle the arena how they'll handle the quality of player they're playing against because you have to be at that level very very quickly and it is a learning experience while you're on the pitch never mean anything else you can do all the training and preparation as you want once the game starts, simple things about your studs are half an inch off the ground as a red card in Europe compared to back here. All wee things like that are, are massive. So you've got to be switched on at all times and you can't give away silly set plays, all these things, because the quality mm. of delivery of some of these players is phenomenal. Are you going to give us your team, both of you, in a moment or two? Mm -hmm. There's uh, breaking news at Sky. They have released the audio of the officials, the VAR officials. So I was listening to you intently, Peter, and yeah. I was watching that they've put the words up. So I've not seen and heard all of it. Okay. But this is that was the Lewis Diaz yeah. offside against so, Tottenham. Yeah, I've I've just seen it there, and they've put the words up, both of you. Yeah. And they've said, um, we know what the confusion was. It was around the terminology. So they thought it was offside. I think most people did. Yeah. Then you looked at it and you hear them saying, check angle one, angle two. Okay, okay, yeah, right. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah, so it's fine. And and they made the mistake, which yeah. we talked about last night. The problem is within moments then, when they gave the offside decision, when it should have been, the goal should have stood, because uh -huh. the referee thought that's what they were saying. The game goes on and then you hear them chatting. I've uh -huh. just seen the word saying, right. no, no, that's the wrong decision. They, oh. they got it wrong. Mm -hmm. And instead of stopping, they've allowed it to go on and you hear the guy saying, oh, something, they've bleeped it out when they realised. So they did realise they made a mistake. And instead of stopping the game yes. and saying, no, that goal has to stand, yeah. and that was all within the next 30 seconds or so, they've allowed it to go on. So you can imagine, I mean, this is unprecedented to have yes, the audio. and Because we all make mistakes. Yeah, I know, but, Why didn't but, they stop but, but the problem is, and, and I heard obviously the show last yeah. night as well, so it's very similar to the to the to Barty and, uh, and Mark. Yeah. VAR, there's certain areas of the game that that you that have been brought into um, to say that they're they're, they're perfect. You can like offside is you're either onside or offside, but you're still getting human error with with technology. Yeah. So this is this is for me has always been the issue, uh, and while I'll never ever be a fan of of VAR, because our game isn't perfect, yep. it yep. isn't, and, and 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 mistakes are part of the spectacle and part of the entertainment. Um, this trying to make it a perfect game, it's it's still a lot of things are down to interpretation. I know when people keep going back, mention rugby, completely different, different game. game. Sure. Yeah, it's like American football. Yeah. You know where everybody moves. You know when the ball moves. You know where the ball's supposed to be. You know where the players are supposed to be. Completely different. And that's why I go back to right to the start, Paul. If you remember a couple of years back before it came here, I said to you, one thing it should be used for, goal line technology, nothing else. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. Because it's stopping the enjoyment for the supporters, the players, yeah. when they score a goal. It's, and they're, they're trying to make it even longer now because I can guarantee you it's going to happen after this. We don't start this game to be, be really clear now so that's going to be more minutes sure. more minutes yeah. then you're going to have the injury time on top of that that's going to be more minutes yeah. and more minutes so now the game's going to be well, I don't know how long now it's going to last I for me it should be goal line technology nothing else everything else is human error because mm. listen the referees make mistakes we understand we as coaches make mistakes players make mistakes so we're going to start saying to the player if you give the ball away stop he never meant to try that he meant to give it to him you know <laughs> listen yeah. let's not be kidding yeah. it's goal line technology nothing else for me I, I think like culturally they're trying to change the game like our, our football fans are used to Absolutely. the game played a certain way rugby and also rugby league in Australia mm. it's the same they've got all the camera angles in the world 
and they still make mistakes, but it's just accepted because that's the culture of that sport. And you're both great former players. The players in general in rugby have more respect for the referee. Would that be fair? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That there is. And the fans as well. There is a culture here. I mean, who would be a referee? I agree. Yeah. I agree. And listen, Paul, I'm the world's worst, so I'm not getting away from that. You know, I oh, you was had a, your moments. Yeah, yeah, I was a moaner. And a, but, I, <laughs> but listen, I'd always respect for them. Yeah. And the other day it was slightly different because you'd say a bad word to them or whatever you call them. They'd call you the exact same word back. Yeah. And it was known as that because no, it wasn't meant in a derogatory way. You know, it wasn't, you were just making an opinion on it. But I must admit, I think it's got worse now than in our day. And ours were absolutely cuckoo in the days. You know, with some of the things that we could shoot. Remember the days you could just pick the ball if the referee gave a free kick and you could kick it right over the stand near yeah. enough. You know what I mean? And you wouldn't even get booked. You know what I mean? That was one of your better passes. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm the one that's supposed oh. to tell the jokes. Oh, that's twice as confident as that. Quick break and then we're back. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Find out more about the funding options available at global-eco.co.uk. Let's go! Paul Cooney, Craig Moore and Peter Grant on the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. The weekend seems ages ago, doesn't it? But St Mirren's still second top of the table, although it was a draw at the weekend. Craig, it's been phenomenal, hasn't it, for the Paisley Club still in there, challenging second top of the table? Absolutely flying. Uh, Stephen Robinson's got them really well organised. Um, there seems to be a, a good team spirit uh, within and they're a difficult team to play against, uh, Paul. Uh, pleasing to see a couple of the Aussie lads go okay. They've yeah. done quite well for, for St Mirren. Um, but I think in general, like I said, there's that, that willingness uh, and that determination to work hard for one another. And you can see how far, in, in a, you know, it's only early in the season, but you can see how far it can take you. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, you know, the most important thing is your team spirit. Try to bond that, especially in difficult times. And St Mirren had them at the start of last year. And ever since then, they've grown and grown and grown. Stephen's done a fantastic job. But what is a fantastic job if he finishes in the top six? Mm. Yeah, you know? It is. Yeah. It's a fantastic yeah, job. Sure. But if he slips out and everybody else, oh, I've done a bit poor job. But yeah. probably his budget will tell him he should be in the sure. bottom half. Yeah. You know, and that's the difference. And sometimes you get into that wee run and it gives you that confidence. Because nobody can give you the confidence. It doesn't matter what type of player you are. Nobody gives you the confidence. The only thing that brings you confidence is winning games, and that's what St Myrna have done. Now they're getting the performances from it. Peter's saying he hopes they win at the weekend because it's Rangers yeah. coming to town, isn't it? <laughs> that's going to be a huge game. Obviously, big tester for, well, your old teammate, Stephen Davis. How's he yeah. going to do yeah. as manager? You heard Barry last night speaking about him, knows him well. Listen, I don't know him well because we, 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 we were at yeah. different times. So I'm looking from the, the outside, Paul. Um, and I heard uh, Barry, obviously, who who did experience time um, with him together in, in, in the same team and what have you. I see a wonderful professional. I, I see a player that's had a wonderful career, that's always conducted himself in in, in the right way. Um, and and look, he's now he's now given an opportunity. Two two massive games before before the international break. Um, so yeah, look, it's a great opportunity. But submitting away from home is gonna is gonna be really tough. Um, but like I said, I think everybody wants to see Stephen Davis do well. There's no doubt about that. Um, and, and does that then, like I said, bring a little bit of lift to, to the players and, and they can go out and get two results. That, look, difficult games, but certainly achievable. Winnable yes. in Limassol. Yes. Yeah. I think they've missed him in the dress room as a player. I think yeah. Michael did. Right. And Michael maybe never played him as often as he should have last year. We spoke about that. Mm -hmm. And Scott Arfield as well. And we kept getting back to saying how important these guys were. You know, to have around about your football club, especially when you're bringing so many new ones in. It's so important that you have a core, you know, of guys that 
understand and listen they've got to know their role I'm not saying they've got to play every week but how important it was you have to have that conversation well, listen you maybe play half the games you maybe play more than I think but I need you to be part of that training ground set that culture set everything round about it unfortunately Stephen got the injury yes and obviously our field sure. went away you know so for me they were two big players and I think they two would definitely still have an effect on this team and I don't mean just ability wise I mean character wise because they've been through it before good and bad yeah. and that's important sometimes that people have suffered as well because they understand what, how to handle it I think it's important that to be able to share that load right because obviously there's a lot of flack that comes obviously Tav's yeah. way and all that sort of stuff and and, and then yeah. and then it's golds and it's like now Butland's come in who, who certainly is sharing the load because you know he's he's got a little bit about him uh, he can handle what's coming his way and he, he's, he's shown that in his performances mm -hmm. but also how he's conducted himself um, you know, you look at the likes of uh, Scotty Arfield. Um, he was wonderful, right? And again, you're right. And he probably would have been happy enough that you know that you're not going to be used every single week. But was he, Craig? Because yeah. I think well, everyone agrees he'd have been better around the place this season for sure. But wasn't there an issue that he still wanted to play? Or uh, again, uh, Who knows? I was, yeah, yeah sure. I wasn't. In, I wasn't in the room. No, the room but I think everyone agrees his type. His type. That, that that type. Because missed, again, 34. Yeah. I think I think he was 34. Yeah. With, in today's game, when you look after yourself, we, we, we see the top, when we talk about the top players, yeah, yep. your Messi's, your Ronaldo's, yeah. like, so Modric. Modric, they're older, yeah. they're older than 34. Teddy Sheridan played with me in the Premiership at How 40. How good a player was Teddy? Say about 40. Again. 40, it's amazing. I, but, I mean playing. Oh yeah. You know, sure. I mean, still, been, still, a, a still been a top player, you know what I mean? So, listen, the character, Paul, and Scotty Arfield, you make it impossible for one to leave. Yeah. Ali's been on asking you, what about the captain? There was a big chat about it last night. We don't have time tonight yeah. to go on, but what what would you do? It's, it's up to the new manager, I guess. What, what, so. what, I, what I would do is, is um, I think it's very, very important that um, a conversation is is had, an, an open discussion, um, and and between whoever the new manager comes in and um, you know part of the team within and and, and Tavernier, let's find out where his headspace is. He might actually be. Who knows? He might he might be sitting there saying, "By the way, I, I this this is too much. I can't. I can't. I can't focus. Who knows?" But have the conversation and then see where that can take you. Here's Brendan Rogers speaking today ahead of the game tomorrow, but he was asked about the retiral of Tom Rogic at the age of just 30. Yeah, it was sad, I have to say, when I seen the seen the news this morning. I haven't spoken to Tom yet, but um, but when I seen it, you know, 30 years of age is, is, is still so young in, in the modern game. But knowing Tom as well as I do, I know that family meant everything to him. And uh, when you read his, his script that, uh, of the reasons why, then, then I totally understand that. In terms of what he gave as a, as a football player in my time here, he was, he was absolutely amazing. You, know, big, you talk about big moments, big contribution, big goals. That normally defines the, the best players. And, uh, and throughout his time here, certainly when I was here, and he, uh, he produced all of that, his contribution... Uh, and my time was um, was second to none. He was an absolute joy to work with. He's he's clearly very much family orientated, and um, and and but which is also nice to see. You know, football's our life. It's it's our passion, but it's not everything. Family is most important, and for him, uh, as a young father, to spend more time with his family, then of course that was that was that was also a priority for him. So. 
he uh, it's sad that it he's bowed out at this uh, stage of his career. However, uh, I hope he finds the happiness and uh, he's left behind many great memories as a as a young footballer that he uh, they'll always be deemed here at Celtic as a as a Celtic great. Great comments there from the Celtic manager. In the announcement today, Tom Rogic said he was retiring at the age of 30 to focus on his family after revealing his wife is expecting twins following his words, struggles and heartache with fertility treatment. And what a record he had at Celtic. 271 appearances, five Scottish Premiership titles, five Scottish Cups and five League Cups. You've got the greatest respect for your fellow countrymen. Yeah, look, again, I kind of follow the Australians all over the world and and see them do extremely well, or you'd like to see them do extremely well. Uh, Maybe not Tom so much when he was at Celtic. (laughs) (laughs) But no, he's wonderful talent. Absolutely amazing talent, I think, uh, with with the ball at his feet and the way that he glided by players. The big moments he was able to execute in matches, uh, I think, puts him on a top, top level. Um. Is another young Australian in terms of uh, you know coming away from the game. I mean, Aaron Moy was only thirty-two for different yeah. for different reasons. So, but I, I Tommy, just a little quick story on Tommy, right? On. Because people touched on his mentality and oh, he's weak and he's this and that. Okay, by the way, you've got no idea. You don't know the kid. You don't know him. Two thousand and fourteen World Cup preparation for the squad. Ange was a coach. Um, he had a problem with his groins. He, he was having problems here uh, at, at Celtic. And uh, he trained every single day, right? Um, he took painkillers every single day, right? He never said a word every single day um, trying to make that World Cup squad. Um, and I remember speaking to him when Ange at the time, I think he'd left, he'd left him out of that particular squad for the World Cup, which was huge uh, disappointment for him, you know, to play in a World Cup. He kept that quiet. He kept going out there. He kept presenting every single day, even though he wasn't 100%. So whenever, when, when someone said to me, ah, I'm mentally weak, I go, mate, you don't know what you're talking about. Nonsense. Top, that, top that, career. That, that's a great insight. And Peter, he also said, he reflected on uh, his achievements, but the struggles for seven years with his wife um, and fertility. Uh, and he said he would be forever grateful for the support and the help he received from Celtic and the Celtic support. So Phenomenal, you know. I mean, listen... That's the way they do it, you know, and yep. that's what it is. They, they always look after their own. They've always done that in the respect of that. The supporters will never forget them, which, as I said to you, Paul, the one thing I'm, I'm happy about in my life is the fact that when I get put in a big box, I'll be remembered as Peter Grant at Celtic. Tom Rogic, I'll go back and think, I'm sure he'll be thinking the same thing, that he represented Celtic. He was very fortunate and he represented it fantastically well. As he, I was a game changer, a game winner. You know, a superstar as in that particular team. And as you, you take all these five trophies, five five league titles, yeah. five Scottish Cups, five League Cups, phenomenal mm. amount of badges to have, you know. And the lovely thing is they had a wee girl as well in 2021. So, yeah. yeah. I think that was a right. set of twins, if I think, as well. I think it's just right. a set of twins. We've only got two and a half minutes left. Where is the time going? You're not off the hook yet. What's your Celtic team for tomorrow night? <laughs> so, he's back in goals, Joe Hart. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So, I've got Joe Hart. Yep. I've got Johnson, Phillips, Scales, Taylor. Phillips, Scales and Taylor, okay. Yep. I've got McGregor, O'Reilly, Hatati. McGregor, O'Reilly and Hatati, yep. And I've got Palma, Kyogo and Maeda. Palma, Kyogo, Maeda, okay. Yep. So Palma came on and did yeah. such and a I, job. I thought, I thought, he, was I thought cool. he was sharp, I thought he was bright. Yep. Let's go a wee bit about him. What hey. do you think, Craig? Would hey, you? Well, I can't. You, I, I, I think that's probably nearly yeah. bang on, but... 
just to change that one player, mm-hmm. just so uh, maybe people can go, oh, mm-hmm. Yang instead of Palmer? The only thing I've seen about Yang, and I really like him, he's not shown me that wee change of pace. Once he's done his trick, he gets by the player, but he's not got away from him. And I just think Palmer had a wee bit more about him. He set up the chance and he had the shot at goal. Mm-hmm. I think Yang, when he does it, he doesn't have enough shots at goal mm-hmm. when he does his movement. And whether you play him on the right or the left, I'm not so sure. Probably the left would suit him better because he can come inside, but then he has to shoot, mm-hmm. which he should do. When on the right-hand side, I'm not sure he's got the pace to go outside and get across cross See, I've got an extra minute for you there. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Craig, what's your final thought on Rangers? Are they, you're obviously wishing Rangers all the best for Limassol on Thursday. Absolutely. We'll talk about that tomorrow night. Um, Stephen Davis, yes. interim, but do you think there'll be an appointment during the international break in two weeks time uh, look I think look Rangers, only Rangers know what boxes need yeah. to be ticked um, in terms of bringing in a new manager Stephen Davis is an interim I think he, he he's, he's someone that knows the club extremely well and he may even find himself there at the football club which a lot of people would be pleased about if it was longer term yeah. whatever manager comes in Kevin Muscat what's the plan Kevin Muscat will be flying. I know he's better <laughs> yep. at the moment. He was in China, uh, Asian Champions right. League match yep. today mm-hmm. against uh, Shandong. They won one nil. So he'll be sound asleep. That's the latest there. Brendan Rogers. Tomorrow and Glasgow, that is. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow night's game. Well, I haven't been here before and experienced the Champions League nights. The, it's um, I'm really looking forward to it. Of course. Um, it's a game that, that that brings the stadium into such emotion, and, and and obviously we want to then bring that emotion onto the field. And historically, you have a great European nights here, but you want also to have you want to have the result with it. So so that's what we're determined to to, to bring to the the game tomorrow. And uh, yeah, our first one at home for this season. They're going to be really important for us the home game. So so we want to uh, to make a good start. Peter, you'll be on that game tomorrow night. Yeah. What's going to happen? Two one Celtic. Two one Celtic. Thanks very much. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Craig. Tomorrow night, Barry will be here along with Andy at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, heat pumps and garden projects. Let's go! Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps. We offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023.